the genuine offering. The genuine offering. When you want to give God something, God desires a precious gift. He doesn't desire just anything. Hallelujah. Now, a genuine offering comes from the heart. A genuine offering is an offering that you are not compelled to do. A genuine offering is an offering that the Spirit of God is happy with. That God himself is happy with. A genuine offering is an offering that you decide right from inside of you and you do it happily. You do it without, without grumbling. You know, without feeling pains. Even if you're feeling pains, you're feeling pains for joy. You know, there are different types of pains. There are pains because you're really hot and there are pains for joy. Just like they tell you there are tears for joy and there are tears because you're really hot. So no matter how hot you are in terms of genuine offering, it doesn't disturb your mind. But you'll be happy about it as internal happiness. Hallelujah. So Exodus chapter 25, let me read verse 1 and I'll stop in verse 9. Then we may make some cross references as we round up. The Lord said to Moses, verse 1, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. Okay, you've just heard that. Verse 3, These are the offerings you are to receive from them. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair, ramskin, dyed red, and another type of durable leather. Acacia wood, olive oil for the light spices, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrance incense, and onyx stone and other gems to be mounted on the effort and breast piece. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishing exactly like the pattern I will show you. Amen. All right. The people were moving in the wilderness. Now, they have not reached the promised land. If you go back to Exodus from chapter 5 down to 12, you see there was a statement that Moses was always making to Pharaoh. Let my people go so that they will go and worship the Lord. There was always that statement. Release the people. Let them take a three days journey into the wilderness so that they will worship the Lord. Okay. Now they, have, they were released. And while they started their journey until at this point there was no any concrete organized orderly worship apart from singing of praises and thanking God for delivering them from Egypt. Yes, they sang songs. They were, in their songs they were thanking God the pitch comes in different places. Now here, God wants them to now have an orderly worship. So God said there's need to have a mobile temple. Let me call it mobile temple. Because at any time, the tabernacle was to serve as a temple, a sanctuary where they were to worship the Lord. At any time, they can fold the tabernacle together. Fold it and move on. And when they reach another place, they can pitch the tabernacle again and worship. So God now is describing, now this is what you're supposed to do. This is how the tabernacle is going to be. He said, I need a place where I will be. I need a place you're going to worship me and I am going to be in that place. That is verse 8. He said, then have them make a sanctuary for me 
and I will dwell among them. Are you hearing that? So the sanctuary should be built. Then God will now make himself present among them. Like you remember in Exodus 33, Moses was asking God, if your presence will not go with me, take me no away from this place. And God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Now God is already promising from here that I will make my presence and my dwelling inside of the place you will build. So God now said, now this is what I want you to do. Tell the Israelites, tell them to give an offering for the tabernacle. Tell them to give an offering. Hallelujah. Let them give what? An offering. And these are the things I need. He began to mention those things. Everyone who is what? Who is willing? Everyone who is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering of gold. Now you must be willing. Don't bring any compulsory offering. You must be willing. Because there is no blessing in any offering you give that is not genuine. If you give any offering because you want to make a show, it is not accepted by God. If you bring an offering because somebody pushes you to do that, it's not accepted. But your tithe and your offering, if you are doing it under compulsion, forget it. That's not a blessing for you. See, those who are willing. Now, let's go back to verse 20 of 35. Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence. And everyone who was willing. You hear that now? And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of meeting, for all its service, and for the sacred garment. All who were willing. After they withdrew from hearing, listening to instruction, those who were willing, now what? Brought the offerings. Now look at verse 29. All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offering. See it again. All who were willing, men and women, brought to the Lord free will offering for all the work the Lord for for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. Are we there? Now chapter 36. I'm moving somewhere. Chapter 36, verse 2. He said, Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Ohaliab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do work. They received from Moses all the offering the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring freewill offering. Morning after morning. Hello? The people continue to bring what? Continue to bring offering. How, how many times? Morning after morning. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make 
anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing money, from bringing more, because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. Jesus. <laughs> Did you hear this thing? Did you hear this thing? Hello? Did you people hear this thing? Now let me ask you a question. These people who were bringing this gift, were they having houses to live? No, no, no. Were they having houses that they were living in? They were in tents. They were living in tents. Were they comfortable living in tents? With their animal and their children, were they comfortable there? Was that a comfortable accommodation? Do they have a resting place yet at that time? Were they having a resting place? No. Because of what? They were on a journey. Anyway, night caught them to sleep. Were they having good food to eat? What were they eating? That's manna and quail. That's all they were eating. But are you learning something from these people? They never cared where they were living. They never cared the harsh weather in the wilderness. They never cared about what was happening to them. They never cared that they were on the road. They never care that they don't have a comfortable food, a comfortable accommodation that they were living. They don't never care that they don't have varieties of food that they were eating. But when the Lord gave an instruction, they carried out the instruction without reservation. They did even beyond what was expected of them. The Bible said they gave willingly. morning they were bringing they continue to bring every morning until they have to ask them to stop they sanction them in fact they say moses send words and sanction them stop stop bringing is too much they said the workers were tired of receiving gifts the workers left their job that is where we read the workers left the work they were doing they went and reported to moses moses the thing is too much tell these people to stop What is happening to today's church? Greed. Ego. Self. These people did not have a new clothes to wear. They were wearing the same, the same clothes throughout their journey. They were wearing the same shoe throughout their journey. They never cared. They didn't say we need money to buy clothes. We need money to buy shoes. But they were giving for the work of God. Now, how do you expect these people not to be blessed? How do you expect enemies to defeat these kind of people? Because a giver overcomes the enemy. 
a giver receive attention from heavens. It happens to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. He was giving, giving, and praying. And his giving touched God. God called Peter from Joppa and said, Peter, go to this man. Go to the house of Cornelius. Go! And minister to his house because his giving and his prayer has reached me. Your genuine giving can resurrect you from the dead. It happened to Tabitha. The Bible says she was giving, giving and giving, helping the widows and the orphans and the less privileged. And the day she died, the people came and they said, Hey, look at this woman. She has died. Who will give us the care? Oh, Peter, this woman has gone. And Peter said, the Bible said, Peter was moved in the spirit because of the cries of the people. And he gets into the house and said, Tabitha, wake up. And Tabitha came back to life. Because of her genuine giving. But the book of James is catching up with us today. You ask and you do not receive. Because you ask and miss. And because you want to spend everything on yourself. That's what that first that is. Say because you want to spend everything on yourself. That's why you ask asking. If you hear a Christian talking today, a Christian is always saying me. 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 Everything is me. Everything is himself. Herself. You don't think about God again. God is the giver. But you don't even think about God. You don't think about returning it. If I even when you say give me one tenth, you don't give. When last did you give your tithe faithfully? That is even the one that God says a command. One tenth. It's a command. Just, I give you all. Just give me one out of what I give you. But yet, so many of you are robbing God of your tithe. How much more when it comes to offering? As we are sitting down here today, there are so many of you that since we started this work, your one year have not entered here. And this is the temple and the sanctuary of God. You have not contributed anything. And maybe you have given your tithe. You will say your tithe is part of the building now. Forget about that one. When God said give here, he didn't say give your tithe. This was outside the tithe. Free will offering willingly to contribute to the work of God. We don't levy people in this church. Because if you listen to this place, it never say levy the people. Did he say that? It never say force them to contribute. It said ask them those who are willing. Those who are willing. And so the Bible tells in the book of Proverbs that the Lord judges the motives and the intention of people. He judges you by your intention. So your motives, God study it, he reads it, he knows it all. Why are you not giving? Why are you not releasing what you are supposed to release? Why are you always thinking of yourself? 
you know today Christians prefer people that will tell them bring by force isn't it people that will tell them bring by force and that is why some prophets today after they give you prophets they say bring 400,000 I want to pray for you sow the seed of 450,000 and some of you will go and borrow money to give 24 hours, 24 miracles, 24,000 naira. 24 hours, miracle, 24,000 naira. Everybody bring. And you begin to what? To bring. You want 24 hours, miracle. Now you be God. The person that is telling you to bring money for 24 hour miracle, is he God? Is he the one that is going to give you the miracle? Common sense should tell you that this person is a 419. And when you collect the 24,000 and the 24 hour miracle does not manifest, does he return the money? The money is gone. Even the prophet and the pastor, they stand and they pray. They ask God, God, I am praying for so, so, so person. I am pleading with you. Please do it. That is what they do. Then when God have mercy on this man of God, he will answer the prayer and do exactly what he's asking him. But it is not the man of God that has the power to do that thing on his own. He's also asking God. And this same man of God now that is going to ask God is telling you, you will get the miracle in 24 hours, bring 24,000 naira. And this is where people want to go. People prefer that kind of place. Maybe if, if we're doing that, maybe this church for don't fool pass like this. If we're doing that, but it can never happen here. In the name of Jesus, it will never happen. One time I was discussing with somebody on phone, and the lady told me she said she went to a man of God, and the man of God just told her the story of her life as if he was there. It's okay. See, after they finish, he said that uh, he need 1.8 million for the prayer. She said, eh? He said, yes, that this prayer is not a small prayer. It needs a serious deliverance, a serious, and that is going to involve a lot of people, 1.8. The lady said, I don't have this kind of money. The man said, I have done this type of prayer for people. It has worked. Said there were some people that even despised me, but they came back and begged me with the money before I did the prayer. So, she said, I don't have the money. He said, okay. She said, just reduce it. Maybe it's something I can afford. They started negotiating as if you are buying clothes in the market. <laughs> and the guy came down to 1.2. She said she don't have that money. They did some slashing, did some slashing, did some slashing. And the money returned to 700,000. And she said even 700,000 I don't have. Then the guy was angry. 
Then she called me. I said, this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it. I laughed. I said, any man of God that will tell you I want to pray for you, bring money. I say, run away from that person. That is the level that people have gone. I say, how are you sure? I say, for the fact that this person can tell you everything about yourself does not mean that is solution. And does not mean that he's a true man of God. People who are true men of God, when they even talk, the way they talk, you should be able to know. In fact, it reached an extent that some things will be cloudy for them. Men of God, but sometimes as they are messaging, it may reach a place and they are not even seeing clearly. They're like, Kai, I'm seeing something, but God is not opening my eye to understand. See, at this point, you have to speak as an individual. I'm seeing something that has to do with this, but I cannot understand what this thing is all about. Then you have the responsibility to confess at that time. Because God is giving you opportunity to confess. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. God needs you to say something. And that is why I closed the mouth of the eyes of the prophet. So that when you confess with your mouth, you are safe. But you want them to tell you everything. 1.8. That is a good car. <laughs> a very good car. You understand? Now you don't need this. You need genuine people. You need God. You need real God. And you need to worship the real God. See, the more you go about, the more you enter the wrong hands. The more you humble yourself before God, the more you understand what God is saying about you. Don't get confused. God just needs your attention. 